Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet, our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We are Travis and Stephanie Armstrong. We're a ministry of Grace Church Marriage Ministry, and we're so delighted that you would join us on the podcast. Yeah, it's always fun to be back and enjoy doing this podcast. It's kind of fun that we're in my office and the kids are taken care of, and we get to just have this time together to chat. Yeah, So chat with microphones right? and headphones. Welcome to our our one slice of the week here. <laughs> I know it. It is really cool. It but we is hope great. this is we hope this has been a beneficial podcast and um Steph and I definitely don't come at this as experts. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of what we share with you comes from personal failures <laughs> in our own lives. <laughs> yeah. I think we learn the most when we we fail. Matter of fact, I think it was Michael Jordan was talking about all these game-winning shots, we know all the championships he won. But when asked a question about, you know, how did you learn and grow the most? And he was talking about all the shots that he had missed. Right. That's right. That's how you learn. So I feel like it's the misses mm-hmm. that we've had. We've had a few misses over the years. Yeah, that's really helped <laughs> us along the way. It has. And, you know, we are also the recipients of um, a lot of wisdom from other people. That's right. Like getting to watch. I think that's one of the the beautiful things about the body of Christ is getting to um, live life alongside other people who are mm-hmm. in various stages and ages and um we've benefited from i would say the sages in our life right. yeah um who we've gotten to watch who are maybe a few years down the road or mm-hmm. different season that we haven't been to yet like it's just so beneficial to watch other people um experience and encounter things and then to learn from them yeah. and so i love i love that our marriage um has had the benefit and blessing of being plugged into the the church since we met. That's how Mm -hmm. we met. We met Mm -hmm. at church. Um, Because, you know, goodness, if I could list all the couples that have impacted us, (laughs) it would be a long list. It would be a long list. But certainly also we have grown probably the most through hard times together, through the misses, Mm -hmm. um, where we're just trying to figure out one another. Yeah, yep. (laughs) It's a journey. It's a journey. An adventure. Yeah. But it is fun to be on here or in here on your office, in your office. My pronouns are really off tonight. <laughs> and, it's all right. We've been, you've been dealing with kids all day. It's, it's, we'll yeah. have to give you a break. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, let's, um, let's get into our topic tonight. So this Sunday, this past Sunday, we kicked off Merge, mm-hmm. which is our pre-marriage ministry at Grace. And we're honestly like so excited because Merge is exploding yeah like i can't believe all the couples god has brought yeah it's exciting it is to see a bunch of young people who are preparing for marriage either Mm -hmm. they're seriously dating or engaged and they want to be able to lay down some serious uh planks yeah for their marriage to be built upon and no greater plank than the one that's already laid in christ jesus who is a firm foundation and so as we kind of like unpacked um this idea and this concept that building a marriage upon the firm foundation of Jesus is going to be the most significant decision they make. 
and coming off the whole Sermon on the Mount, one of the last things that Jesus talked about was the parable between um, the fool and the wise man. Yeah. And talking about how the wise man, the reason he was wise is because he built his house, which, you know, I guess we could insert life or marriage. Yep into that upon the rock. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's mentioned within uh, the Gospel of Luke, it says the wise man had to dig down deep mm-hmm. to build it upon the rock. So there was some sweat equity, yeah, right? There, right. Was some, there was some work that he put into <clears throat> it. Um, but you get this imagery of having to dig through sediment and loose soil and, and potentially pebbles and everything else that can kind of get in the way. Uh, to be able to build it upon that substantial foundation of the rock. Mm-hmm. And kind of made the connection with like in our world today, there's a lot of lies being perpetrated against God's word and marriage. And so for these couples who are looking yeah. at wanting to get married, sometimes we have to sift through the lies, yep. the lies about marriage to understand what is actually the truth about marriage. Yeah. And there's... So many, it's overwhelming. Yes. <laughs> so many lies. So last time on the podcast, we talked about emotionalism mm-hmm. and how um, in marriage we we can tend to um, let our emotions drive the bus, right? We can be led by our feelings yeah. and how when we do that, things can go awry quickly, right? And we can um, forsake the commitments that we've made mm-hmm. when our feelings are calling the shots. Right. And so we, we talked all about that. Um, but this week we're going to delve into another lie. Mm-hmm. And Trav, you want to tell yeah. us what that is? And so there's quite a few, mm-hmm. but I think one that really hit home for me, and a lot of that has just been from counseling various couples. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see this as a, uh, as a repeated uh, problem. Okay. And and it's the lie is this that my private sin will not affect my marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. We all we're all tempted I think to believe that. Yeah. That we can manage what's going on with us mm-hmm. and it will just stay with us, yeah. right? But obviously that never quite works out like no. we think it's going to. We may be able to manage it for a while. Right. There usually is a period where we can kind of keep it under wraps right i think growing up um in the church i was raised in that was kind of the approach to sin is you managed it Hmm. and in regards to you kept it under wraps right you you hid it from others and then you came to church and you put on the pretty face and you acted like everything was okay um and so there was a lot of sin management Hmm. uh, i think growing up and that was kind of what i saw other people do yeah. Uh, based on the lifestyle I saw them leading, and then we come to church and 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 pretend like everything's fine. Um, well, obviously that kind of lifestyle will catch up to you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As one pastor, I think, very humorously on a very serious topic, said, "It's hard to run with the wolves during the week and then show up and smell like a sheep on Sunday." Yeah, doesn't work too well. The smell's going to catch up to you. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of there's obviously a lot of truth to that. Um, but I think, you know, managing sin is almost kind of like trying to hold a beach ball into the water. You can do it for a while. You can do it for a while. Yep. And you can keep it under the water for a little bit. Yeah. But eventually you're going to lose grip on it. Yeah. And what happens is it comes bursting to the surface. Yeah. 
And that's usually where you see a crisis happen mm -hmm. in someone's life because they've been trying to manage sin instead of bringing it before Christ at the cross. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to that because I think that's a, an important part of what we need to do. But I, I think there's, there's this lie that just thinks what I do in private mm -hmm. will not affect other people. And I just think that's a, that's a, huge, that's a huge problem. Yeah. And we, we see that in the scripture too. Actually, the story of Jonah yeah. is a great example of someone where God's like, all right, Jonah, I want you to go to this city of Nineveh and preach. Um, and Jonah's like, no, I'm yeah. not doing that. And he ran in the opposite direction from where God had actually called him. Mm -hmm. And it says he went down and he, flee he fleed to uh, Tarshish, right? And, and there he found a ship, yeah. which is funny. I actually had some notes about that. And it says, if you want to flee from the Lord in disobedience, there will always be a ship ready to take you wherever you want to go. <laughs> yeah, and some of the language, I remember when I studied this a while ago, a couple of years ago in a Bible study, you know, as they're describe as the the author is describing how this happened to Jonah, you see him repeatedly make choices that keep leading him further down. Yeah. Like the, the word down is mm -hmm. repeated mm -hmm. <laughs> to kind of give the imagery of and he took one more turn and it was one more step down, mm -hmm. down, down, down. And you see the trajectory yeah, of his life. Of where he's going in rebellion, direct rebellion to the Lord. Yeah. And rebellion because he hated the Ninevites who were sworn enemies of the Israelites, wicked people. So, you know, we, we're tough on Jonah sometimes, but I think if we look a little deeper, we could understand his plight. He was sort yeah. of like, why on earth would you save them? They hate us yeah. and had brutally killed God's people. Like they were not easy to love. No, no. I think a lot of times we throw some shade on Jonah because of that. But if we were in his shoes, yeah. I'm thinking we would probably maybe do the same thing. It would be a hard, it'd be, be a hard, hard assignment. To, be a hard assignment to take for sure. Yeah. But it's interesting the effects that um, uh, just a, a simple no to God can. What it can do in, yeah. our, in our lives, the damage it can do. Um, C.S. Lewis was talking about this, and he says, "Those who are running from God become see-through in the sense they they become less, less of substance in their life, less conviction, less morals, less character." Hmm. I think obviously you become more susceptible in that situation to other things taking you down because there's less character less conviction, and therefore now you're going to be more susceptible to the temptation to do things even even more evil. Yeah. But the cool thing was is that those who run toward the Lord, right, become more solid. They, they take on bright colors. And when we run towards God, we become more like what God intended us to be, more alive, more human, more substantial. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of truth to that as you look at just like what physically happened in Jonah's life, as you talked about, literally physically went down, 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 down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, there were actually, <laughs> there's so many like, um, what's the word I want? Like dichotomies in the story of Jonah too. Yeah. So Jonah has no mercy or pity for the city of Nineveh. Mm -hmm. And yet, while he's running away, the sailor sailors take pity on him. Yeah. Like they let him get on the ship, yeah. right? Yeah. And then 
classically, you know, Jonah thinks he's just, he's going to outrun God. He's going to tell him no, he's going to outrun him, go the opposite direction. And of course that we can't ever do that. (laughs) God can't be lost. Mm -hmm. And so all of this disaster in a storm, right, starts churning and Yes, it's affecting Jonah, but guess who's now caught in the middle of it? Yeah. The sailors who had mercy on Jonah in the first place. Yeah. And when you read the text, they are the ones who are, what what would be the word that I want? They are um, willing Mm -hmm. to acknowledge that perhaps God is behind this Mm -hmm. and what can they do? Right. And they offer, right? Like Jonah finally kind of basically says, fine, throw me in. Like, right. it's my fault, throw me in. And they don't want that to happen. Like, yeah. they're like, no, 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 no. And so you just see this kind of polar opposite where, you know, it. Jonah, the man of God, should have had the compassion and the pity yeah. and the obedience, yeah. right? And here these pagan sailors end up displaying more of that totally. than Jonah. They're up there <laughs> praying while Jonah's down sleeping in the hold of the ship. Yeah. Right. So the captain's like, why are you sleeping? Why aren't you crying out to your God? Right. Um, and so there's probably a lot of conviction uh, that was placed uh, upon Jonah hearing that rebuke from uh, a pagan captain. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of that you see there. But what's most notable is we talked about that sin, private sin, always affects other, mm-hmm. other people. Um, and here in this situation... Jonah's rebellion, disobedience to God, put everybody in that ship yep. in jeopardy. Yep. Everybody. Um, almost to the point where, you know, his decision cost the lives almost of everyone on that ship. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, so if we're going to draw a parallel to marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there are things that maybe we are tempted to believe we can keep under wraps. Yeah. Um, there are things that Satan certainly convinces us are not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. No one will know. Mm-hmm. And yet, when you are a mess inside, it's impossible for that not to spill over yeah. and affect everybody in your path. And the, the person who generally feels it the most is the person closest to you. Right. right, your spouse. Yeah. So, what would be some examples, maybe, of, um, you know, how we see this play out? Like, what would be some private sin that we think mm-hmm. I've got this? I, you know, I'm okay. Yeah. It's not that yeah. bad. It was just a one-time thing, or just a yeah. mistake. Yeah. Yeah, and what a what a mistake to have that mentality uh, and say, you know, to yourself, I've got this. I'm not yeah. going to let this get out. I'm not going to let this get out of control. I can manage it. I'm going to keep it under wraps, and it never stays there. Sin always starts off small, and it grows, yeah. always, uh, to a point where we can no longer manage it because it starts managing us. But a great example of that, I think one thing that a lot of men struggle with before marriage that they think they can manage and control is something like pornography. Yeah. I'm going to do this in private. This isn't hurting anybody else. This isn't hurting my future wife. I can do this in private, and it's okay. And that's a that's a huge lie. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 absolutely will do damage, not only to your soul, you know, but to to your marriage. It will for sure do damage. Yeah. Um, it will kill your ability to empathize with your wife. Um, it will kill off the ability to be intimate 
with your wife. It will kill off the ability to trust one another, mm-hmm. for you have your spouse to trust trust you. So it does a, it does a whole lot of damage. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of guys don't think beyond this is just something I do in, in a private moment in a room of my house. Mm-hmm. And it won't get beyond these it won't get beyond these four walls. And it will. It will get it'll get all over the marriage and it will ruin it and wreck it. Yeah, and I think, you know, for women, um, something that I think a lot of women fall prey to, especially today, in a social media driven world mm-hmm. um is contentment. Yeah. And envy. Mm-hmm. And so being saturated, you know, as we scroll through the highlight reel of all kinds of people. Yeah. Um, I think we have to be so careful because so quickly we can fall into a jealousy or a, gosh, I wish that was my life. Yeah. And we can start to grow kind of that seed of envy in our heart and not tell anybody mm-hmm. because, you know, well, nobody needs to know that I'm struggling about this. But what it, what it does is pretty soon you forget how God has blessed you. You start to take for granted the things and the people and your spouse, and you're always longing for someone else, mm-hmm. something more, something bigger, something greater. And it just, it creates this vacuum in you mm. that all of a sudden, you know, can't be satisfied Yeah, because you're so content uh, or you're so discontent and you're so busy looking at everybody else's stuff or mm-hmm. marriage or, you know, whatever that, you know, you begin to grow dissatisfied. Right. And then you can sort of have like a growing snark <laughs> about you uh-huh. and, and maybe a chip on your shoulder of what you don't have. Right. That you can take out on your spouse. And, you know, sometimes in circles of women, you can hear it. Yeah. Like it just spills out that they wish they had somebody else. Sure. Um, and so I think, you know, we may feel like, we may be able to lie to ourselves that, no, no, I'm good. I, mm-hmm. I can just, I can look at all this and it doesn't affect me. But I think if most of us were honest, there is something deeper going on. Yeah. Um, and if we think we're hiding it and controlling it, chances are we actually aren't. Right. And it's coming out maybe not in an overt, hey, I'm really struggling as I scroll on social media, but maybe it just comes out with a lot of discontent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me think of that scripture. Uh, it says, "Godliness with contentment is great gain." Yeah, um, great gain to be content with what God has given us. Yeah, in life, um, and I think too, you know, we talk about the negative impact uh, of both social media, of pornography, how that will have a direct uh, negative consequence upon the marriage itself. But there's also a gift that we can give to our marriage. And, and that would be um, living in such a way where we're living in a Christ-like way. Yeah. Um, as much as disobedience to God will bring about negative ramifications, obedience to God will actually bring about a blessing mm-hmm. for, our, for our marriage, for the kids in that family. Um, it has far-reaching effects. Mm-hmm. And Scripture is very uh, clear on that when we start talking about the sowing and reaping principle, right? You sow to the flesh, you're going to reap destruction. You sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap forth life. And so we always have a decision of which direction we want to go in life, knowing that whatever direction we take, whether it's disobedience or obedience, it's going to have a certain um, effect 
upon the marriage and upon the kids. Um, so we have a choice every single day, which is great. And the choice does not have to be determined by what we've done in the past, right? The great thing about Jonah's story is, yeah, he got swallowed by a well, and he got spit up on land, and the word of the Lord came to him a second time. Yeah. And that second time, Jonah said, yes, Lord. That's right. Yeah, and I think that right there is also um, such a beautiful thing in marriage when you have a spouse who comes to you Mm -hmm. and has decided, I'm no longer going to hold this back in the darkness. I'm going to drag it out into the light and confess it, Yeah, let you in on the fact that I've got this going on. Not only is that commendable that that spouse is willing to do that, but yes. now you, the opposite spouse, you know, mm-hmm. the receiver of all this news, you have an opportunity, and that is um, to remember how much you've been forgiven, mm-hmm. and to extend that to your spouse. Yeah, right. And so um, I think when I think in our own marriage, you know, there have been times that both of us have made a mistake or whatever and we've had to you know tell the other person and um it takes a lot of courage to do that it does <laughs> but it it also ends up being the sweetest thing because mm-hmm. graciously by god's grace when we're um treated with care compassion yeah. patience yeah. forgiveness love it's so freeing mm-hmm. and it ends up it can end up drawing the two of you closer, Absolutely. right? As partners, yeah. And you can instead of um, you know standing face to face, me versus you, you can we can remember our original position, which is side by side, us, mm-hmm. you know, taking Together. on the sin, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I think um, just as much as we want to encourage you, like, don't don't hide those things. Take it to your spouse. Drag it into the light. Let mm-hmm. the Lord deal with you mm-hmm. first and mm-hmm. then with you and your spouse. But also be the spouse who is not critical, not quick to judge, not um, quick to speak and lash yeah. out. Yeah. How could you? Why would you? You know, we mm-hmm. all think those things, right? Right. But um, to hold our tongue and to give them the freedom to do what they need to do so that together you can yeah. heal. Yeah. And I think one of the greatest ways we can deal with private sin that has affected our marriage is through the avenue that God provides with forgiveness. Yeah. And forgiveness can um forgiveness can lead to reconciliation. Um and I don't think reconciliation is possible without forgiveness. Right. Um and forgiveness can really create an intimacy um in that marriage that maybe those two people didn't even think was possible. Yeah. It's really sweet how God has designed that to work. Yeah, absolutely. A marriage can be, um, you know, there's such a, a companionship piece, right, where we can just come alongside each other and remember that if not you, it could be me. Right. <laughs> right? And so I know that I would want to be treated with grace and compassion, and so I want to extend that to you so that if the shoes are flipped— I get the same kind of treatment yeah, back, yeah. right? And that's not, you know, as we're talking about this, we know that there are maybe situations within uh, within a marriage where 
they're really deep hurts yes and pain yes associated with private sin that has affected that marriage relationship and we're not trying to sugarcoat this and be like oh just ask for forgiveness and god will microwave a miracle um i think forgiveness is not just something we do once it's something that's ongoing um and i think the more that we're obedient to the truth um and we're willing to forgive and set that person loose um i think our feelings will catch up down the road but no doubt there can be a process of this um, the scriptures, when it talks about growing in Christ and, and being in a relationship with another person, like in marriage, it's always a process. Yep. There's, a, there's a process there. Um, but it is possible to move along a spectrum where you are going from a place where you have been deeply hurt um, to a place where you're finding healing. Yeah. The more that we allow God's truth to wash over our hearts and minds and that we're obedient to that, I think we can find ourselves in a place where we are much more intimate and close uh, relationally with our spouse. Yeah, certainly, you know, different sin has different various consequences, Yes. right? And so mm-hmm. you, you're absolutely right. Like, we recognize that there's not a blanket response to every right. type of situation. Correct. Um, but I do think, and especially as we are working with, you know, young couples looking toward marriage, mm-hmm. if you can create a culture within your relationship yeah. and within your marriage, that will spill out into your home mm-hmm. um, of openness and, um, you know, compassion and graciousness. That's right. Like, that will change your marriage. That will give life to your marriage. Yeah. And um, certainly it's not easy. Certainly, you know, some seasons are, are harder than others to mm-hmm. to extend that. But that is why we live by the Spirit. That's right. Right? We, we don't have it in us yeah. to do that all the time. We no. just do not. Um, but, you know, apart from me, apart from Christ, we can do nothing. <laughs> yeah. But the Spirit is our helper. Yep. And so He can help us get there. Absolutely. And I have literally have seen how forgiveness... Um, has played such a huge role in bringing two people back together. Mm-hmm. And maybe not back together like um, where they're intimate, but at least they're starting to take baby steps towards one another. And forgiveness was what allowed that to happen. Yeah. So I hope that, again, as we talk through all this, um, I know this is not an easy subject to just to tee up and, uh, and, 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 and head out of the park. It's you know, it's hard and we're dealing with real life, real situations, real hurts and pains. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do believe that uh, if the tomb is empty and it is, mm-hmm. then it, all things are possible yep. uh, in someone's life yeah. to find um, to find healing and find an opportunity to uh, to move past um, pain and problems to experiencing the joy of God's presence when we're walking the light of the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we thought we'd close with maybe a, a little story from our own marriage. Yes. Right? This is... Um, as we're trying to be self-deprecating on this podcast <laughs> and as real as we can. Just trying to relate. Yes. Yeah. So, um, funny, we... Or we're getting ready to record this podcast and I stumbled on something that I wrote a couple years ago on this very day um, and it you know how your phone will tell you like two two years ago you were doing this or show mm-hmm. you what a picture or something this is what we were doing two years ago and it makes me laugh because um, this is real life right? yeah 
So let me tell you a little story about my Monday. It didn't start off great. Ironically, it was a gorgeous sunny day after a night of storms and rain, but my heart hadn't quite moved past the storms. 17 years into a great marriage, and yet sometimes the road is still bumpy and the days feel stormy. This is reflective of life and also most relationships in the human experience, especially marriage. It isn't always sunny and warm. The rain hits hard some days, and sometimes it leaves you cold and drenched. We both had a long weekend after a pretty busy September. Nothing catastrophic, just long days, lots of pouring out for the sake of other people, mostly the little people under our roof. We were both tired and our re-entry with one another, not stellar. I wanted to stay in bed this morning, covers over my head and escape. But the alarm beckons and Mondays always come faster than we like. The whole morning felt off. And really, that was because we were off. Hmm. I hate those days. But this afternoon, as I was reaching for a t-shirt, trying to look better than I felt, I spotted the t-shirt from our marriage ministry. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt that twinge of conviction. The marriage ministry we kicked off last winter and wholeheartedly love is called Reengage. And I knew the Lord was reminding me to do that very thing with the good man he gave me, the one I committed to. So I put the shirt on and I vowed in my heart to swallow my pride and reengage with him, but not now, later. (laughs) (laughs) I needed a few hours to get myself right again. I really didn't, but that was the excuse I was going with. Well, fast forward an hour or two, and suddenly the garage door is opening, and in walks the guy I love, home early, with red roses in his arms and a grin on his face. Seventeen years, and those moments still get me. A simple, I'm sorry, and a me too, and that's really all it takes. The wasted hours of stewing and brooding and complaining, so dumb. It just takes one of us to go first. And in this case, it seemed like he did. But really, I think the Lord did. The Lord worked on him, and the Lord worked on me. And to his credit, he worked on the we that needed mending. And suddenly, our Monday got a lot better. Mm, I love that. Do you remember that day? I do. I love that aspect of the Lord. He always goes first. He does go first. And he went first for us all the way to a cross. And what he did there enables marriages to be able to find a place of uh, forgiveness and um, and take that step back towards each other. Yeah. That so. day, he helped us make the turn mm-hmm. <laughs> toward each other. Turn things around. But we, uh, we share that because we certainly understand that some days are just rocky. They're just hard. Some seasons are rocky. And mm-hmm. sometimes the I'm sorry and the me too comes with a price mm-hmm. and it's hard to get out. Forgiveness is costly. It is. Couple little words, and yet, you know, we we struggle sometimes to to extend them. So we understand, um, but we're challenged, even as we think of the story of Jonah, like it's it's not worth it to hold Mm, it back. And it's not worth it to struggle with the Lord and think no one's going to know, right? Or to just try to leave the Lord out of it and manage it on our own. Right. Never works. Never so we um, we want to encourage you to let the Lord speak to you through right. this. And, and That's right. <clears throat> and the great thing about what Jesus did, he didn't manage our sin. He right. bore our sin That's right. at the cross and yeah. died for each one of us yeah. to deliver us from the darkness and to bring us into his marvelous light. 
as children of the King. So great truth that can set us free. Absolutely. Well, we hope that this episode has um, encouraged you and maybe challenged you like it has us. And we just want you to know that we are um, on your side. We're Mm -hmm. in your corner. We are cheering you on uh, as a marriage ministry at Grace. We have such a desire for couples to be set free. Yes. And to live in gospel-infused marriages um, that will not only impact each other, but your family, your neighborhood, our cities, our state, and our world. That's right. So keep fighting the good fight of the faith and keep fighting for your marriage. It's a spiritual battle at times. Employ the weapons of our warfare that he's given us, prayer and God's word. That's right. Well, speaking of prayer, do you want to close us this morning? Yeah. Or this night? This evening. (laughs) Or whenever you're listening. Right, exactly. (laughs) Lord, we're so thankful for this podcast and grateful that Steph and I have a chance um, here on Wednesday evenings to, to record this. And uh, all the things that you have taught us, the things you've shown us through our own mistakes, through our misses, uh, we thank you that even through our um, times of sin, you have used our sin in a sinless manner to change us and perfect us, to make us more like Christ. Uh, And that is an ongoing process in our lives. But the things we've learned about marriage, how important forgiveness is, how important it is to to drag things out of the darkness into the light because of of how so damaging it can be uh, in our hearts and our minds. Thank you for the truth and the reality of what Christ has done and how it is uh, not just something that happened 2,000 years ago, but it's something that has very much uh, incredibly powerful implications for our lives today and that we can experience the victory that Christ has provided, not because it's something we've done, because it's something he did. Thank you for the finished work and what that means for each of our lives and for the overall health of our marriages. We're so grateful for your forgiveness for us. In Jesus' name, we thank you for everyone. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to the next time we get to be with you. We'll see you then. All right. And there you have another episode of the Family Huddle Podcast. Per usual, we are so thankful that you chose to listen, tune in, spend a little bit of your day with us. It does not um, get overlooked. We don't take it lightly. We really genuinely appreciate it. And if this episode was helpful, beneficial, encouraging, challenging, um, if you find that you, like, in finishing this episode, you'd like to chat with someone, please reach out to a member of our team. Um, Or maybe you need to have a conversation with a close friend, mentor, or your spouse. Um, But, yeah, the goal really is to just continue to keep pouring in gospel truth, pointing you to Jesus, and building into your lives, your homes, and your marriages. And... Again, if you have found this episode to be helpful, beneficial in any way, please share it. Uh, Hit that subscribe button on any of the podcast platforms that you maybe listen on. And you can find us on social media, Grace Church Family Ministries. Um, You can give us a follow. Please leave us a review as you're able. All of those things help us to continue to um, be more findable and searchable. Um, And again, with the ultimate goal of making um, the name of Jesus known and investing solid biblical truth into marriages and lives and families. So thank you again. We really appreciate you and we will see you soon. <music>